At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zone presented by BetMGM. I am Brady Cannon live at the Mandalay Bay Race and Sportsbook on a Sunday afternoon. Hour number three of the program. My partner Wes Reynolds is in downtown Las Vegas inside the VEASAN studio at the Circa Resort and Casino. How's the Circa doing today, Wes? A lot of activity there in the sportsbook. People hanging out at Stadium Swim, I imagine. There is a lot going on. Of course, we did have the NFL game. We've got full baseball. So always a busy time here. And now, now a busy time at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. We're going to try this one more time. We are going green here. Two laps to go. Denny Hamlin, Chase Briscoe now side by side. Chase Briscoe now is off the track and uh, going to try to cut in front, but I think they may make him give up that position and Denny Hamlin goes by him anyway. So just a couple laps to go. The 11 guard, Denny Hamlin, uh, going to try to get this home and lock himself into this uh, cup uh, championship points because they take the top 16. If you win a race, you lock yourself in and then if you're within the points of the guys that have not won races then you also get in so uh, Denny Hamlin currently leading AJ Allmendinger looks like he is up to second actually Chase Briscoe now does resume second so uh, we'll give you the update on that race but two to go here in Indianapolis this race has lasted so long they had to move it to the other NBC network NBCSN as Denny Hamlin looks like he is spun as the leader Chase Briscoe now takes the lead next time by there'll be one lap to go at the Brickyard. 
That's a crazy this stuff is, going this on This is insanity, there Brady. National. This is insanity on a road course. Usually people think, oh, it's boring because you don't have enough time. And then now uh, I think Chase Briscoe may have blown his engine, so now he is off the track. So your new leader oh is A.J. Allmendinger with Ryan Blaney behind him, Kyle Larson third, Chase Elliott fourth. Those guys were the two favorites coming in. Elliott two to one, Kyle Larson seven to two. So we shall see if these other two guys in front of them have problems, but A.J. Allmendinger, longtime road course ace, has raced. He races basically part-time in the Cup Series, mainly in the Xfinity Series. Got his start in Champ Car, which was uh, one of the split from the uh, IndyCar Series back in the mid-2000s. So, A.J. Allmendinger trying to win his first Cup race. This would be the biggest win of his career. Anytime you win at Indianapolis, it is the biggest win of your career. But as of now, A.J. Allmendinger is driving away. And Allmendinger was one of those guys that we talked about with Steve Mackinnon on Wednesday as we were previewing this race. This is a guy that has some price down the board that's a pretty good road course ringer, but he looks like he is going to be able to hit at a big price if he can keep this on the track just a few more corners. Well, I, I would I would bet against it. This thing has been so right, crazy so Right, far. expect a blown engine I mean, here in about the next 10 seconds <laughs> based on what we are seeing. This is absolute insanity of this race, but it looks like we're at least going to finish. We are on the final lap, and A.J. Allmendinger looks like he is going to bring this home. Got a couple more corners as he rounds turn four onto the main straightaway with Ryan Blaney in tow, Chase Elliott third, uh, or excuse me, Kyle Larson third, Chase Elliott in fourth. So A.J. Allmendinger is going to win at the Brickyard, the biggest win of his career. A guy that's not even full-time in the Cup Series, but he's going to get the win here. A huge win for A.J. Allmendinger. It reminds me of our very frustrating golf tournaments the past couple of weeks. Nobody <laughs> wants to go on and win this thing. Yeah, Finally, we, we, uh, we, we felt like we had Chase free. Briscoe. <laughs> kind of like he's the Russell yeah. Henley here. Well, you know, we got a uh, tweet, and please, we encourage you to uh, interact with us during the show via Twitter. I am at Las Vegas Golfer. He is at Wes Reynolds 1, the number 1. And Chris Belm, uh, it's at Belm Chris, B-E-L-L-M-C-H-R-I-S, at Belm Chris on Twitter, says, Golf is all about these gut punches. You, you could see this one coming, too, but no way to hedge out with so many uh, golfers grouped behind him. And, and I thought this was interesting, and I hadn't really realize this back-to-back collapses Chris says back-to-back collapses by Georgia Bulldogs and that's true Harris English last week uh, shot a 40 on the back nine and then of course Russell Henley another Georgia Bulldog who had a three-shot lead through the first 10 holes of his round today he ends up and and that's two guys that didn't even make it into the playoff Mm -hmm. not not just Mm -hmm. gagging on the back nine but both of them even failed to get into the extra holes so uh, two straight Georgia Bulldogs there uh, really taking it to the gut for both Wes Reynolds and myself on the golf course and that NASCAR race. Uh, not very dissimilar with nobody wanting to get to the finish line. Looks like Almondinger is going to finally do it and get the win there in Indianapolis. Welcome all to you just joining us. It is the Green Zone here presented by BetMGM. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you on a Sunday. Talking a little misery as far as NASCAR and golf betting here and I thought that was interesting uh, by Chris Belm there on Twitter that 
the two Georgia Bulldogs. And I guess, Wes, you hope that that is not a trend that continues because you're kind of a fan of the Georgia Bulldog football team this year. You like their chances in the SEC. Well, I was going to say, I don't know how many more collapses that uh, Bulldog Nation and Georgia fans can take. They're hopeful not to get one on September 4th when they play the Clemson Tigers in Charlotte, North Carolina. And by the way, just looking at that game, Line was about four, four and a half. Now starting to see some three and a halves on the Georgia Bulldogs. So somebody likes these guys because this is going to be a matchup of two top five teams in the opening week, what I'm still going to call week one, even though there's a few games there in the last week of August. Week one of the college football season, that is the main event of the evening, at least for that big card with a lot of great matchups. And look, Georgia and Clemson, two national title, two playoff contenders. Probably the best time if you're going to lose a game. There's never a great time to lose, but it's better to do it early on in the season because I think either one of these teams, if they lose, their playoff hopes are not dashed by any stretch of the imagination. Georgia still has an SEC to go through and could get into the SEC championship game where Alabama is the favorite that they would face East versus West in that game. And also Clemson, they're going to be favored in every game in the ACC. No North Carolina on the schedule in the regular season until that conference title game. No Miami on the schedule. No Notre Dame on the schedule as Notre Dame played that all ACC schedule last year. Now back to being an independent, so they're not playing a full ACC load here so opportunity for both teams but obviously a chance to make a big statement for both the Bulldogs and the Tigers I'm really looking forward to that game I'll actually be uh, traveling during that day and I'm trying to adjust my trip so I can uh, make sure and get in front of that game on the TV between Clemson and Georgia and I kind of agree with that move I I lean towards Georgia getting the points uh, obviously three and a half and four very key numbers there I wouldn't want to take it at three or less really but uh, I think at this point it'd be a good time to jump in on the Georgia Bulldogs that again coming up on September the 4th from Charlotte North Carolina. Let's move over to the NFL West and take a look at the futures market for the Super Bowl odds. And your favorites are the Kansas City Chiefs and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers looking to repeat the Kansas City Chiefs trying to go to the championship game for the third straight season. They are at plus 450. The Buccaneers are at 7-1. to The Buffalo Bills at 11-1. to The Los Angeles Rams at 12-1. to And the Ravens and the Packers all at 14 to 1. Any of the six favorites there mentioned that you have a have a liking for? I do have the Rams at 14 to 1 and I do still like them. Of course, uh, did not play a lot Sean McVay not really taking this preseason and he never really does. I think take it seriously as some others uh Matthew Stafford in. I know they lost Akers, but I still think they'll be able to run the ball and maybe pick somebody up to go with Daryl Henderson, the kid out of Memphis. So this Rams team, I think, is going to be good. Defensively, you know they're going to be lights out with Aaron Donald and, and of course, uh, Floyd and then Ramsey in the secondary. So there's a lot of talent there, but they got a lot of money tied up in about six or seven players on that roster. So I do like the Rams of those favorites. Buffalo, how is it going to be now that Josh Allen has signed that big deal? Of course, Brian Dabble is still there. He probably gets a lot of credit, really, the offensive coordinator there in Buffalo for his development. Probably the last year he's going to be there because he's probably going to get a head coaching job come this winter. So the Rams are one I like. Obviously, the Chiefs and the Buccaneers are the favorites to to go ahead.
ahead and get back there. But can Tampa Bay run it back? Now you're going to be playing a tougher schedule a little bit. And even though you return all 22 starters, 11 on both sides of the ball, that's the first time it's happened in the salary cap era for any Super Bowl team. But can you keep that urgency? Can you do it again? You expended so much, and especially in a COVID season where you're constantly being tested and trying to avoid any COVID issues and you're playing not in front of spectators and then you got to run it back and do it again. I think that's going to be difficult, not impossible for Tampa Bay, but you know, I'm just a little lukewarm on on their chances. I think it's going to be obviously tough to repeat. Not many teams have done that. Packers, you know, they've had the Aaron Rodgers drama. We'll see if they've gotten over that. Baltimore has had some injuries at the receiver position. The offensive line has not looked very good, albeit they did continue their streak somehow uh, last night, Brady. Now, 18 straight-up wins in the preseason. (laughs) By the way, the New Orleans Saints did help out with that. They led the whole game. New Orleans, six turnovers in the preseason last night so a plus four turnover margin you're gonna win a lot more but yeah the of that top contender I would be I like the Los Angeles Rams the best of those six yeah you know as far as that top tier I'm not really sure if I'm in love with anybody there Um, maybe the Buffalo Bills you know I really like the Bills last season I I thought that was the great time to jump on the Bills last season obviously they came up just short I wonder, you talk about Josh Allen, the contract. Sometimes uh, a player is uh, a little bit satisfied when that type of thing happens, and he was so good last year. Can he possibly be better? You know, can, can the Buffalo Bills really be better? Of course, we were talking with Chris Zanuck on uh, the Lombardi line, uh, I believe it was, last week when you and I were on there, and we were saying about the defense. You know, you recall three or four years ago, this Buffalo Bills defense was awesome. And, and I don't know what where'd they all go. What happened to that team? Uh, now the offense is really strong, but uh, and the defense is okay, but certainly not like it was uh, three or four years ago. I thought they were really building a heck of a defense there in Buffalo, and it just doesn't seem to be the same these days. I actually went down to the next tier here: the 49ers at 14 to one to win the Super Bowl, the Cleveland Browns at 16 to one, the Tennessee Titans at 20 to one, the Seattle Seahawks at 25 to one, the Cowboys at 30, and the Los Angeles Chargers also at. 30. I actually have wagers on three of these teams to win the conference, not to win the Super Bowl, but the 49ers to win the NFC, and I have the Browns and the Chargers to win the AFC. What are your thoughts on this second tier, Wes? Well, and the 49ers certainly getting some headlines with that 80-yard touchdown pass that Trey Lance threw yesterday. So, you know, we're kind of waiting to see, you know, are are these young guys going to start? And obviously, we do get into a little bit of what I call prisoner of the moment status for a lot a lot of these things it's like when the young rookie does something we saw it with Justin Fields yesterday in Chicago it's like okay go ahead and start him right away it's like sure you want to put that rookie right behind that offensive line in week one that obviously needs a lot of repair and the guy that they thought was going to start at left tackle that second round pick has not even played a snap and has not really even practiced so far for Chicago we saw that with Joe Burrow you got to keep your guy upright he can put up big numbers and I think Justin Fields has a lot of potential and a lot of talent, but putting him behind that offensive line, especially in week one, maybe give it a little bit more time. And let's start with Andy Dalton before we we go into that. But Trey Lance certainly has been impressive.
impressive for San Francisco. And Jimmy G, look, last year he's probably going to be traded at some point, at least in the offseason, uh, maybe kind of a sign-and-trade deal. But you do expect San Francisco is going to rebound because I think last year part of it was the Super Bowl hangover in terms of the Super Bowl loser. We oftentimes see that, that there's a little bit of a hangover, plus the COVID issues, and then plus they had a ton of injuries, and they just never really could get over them. And I bet on them a lot last year at underdog prices because I thought, okay, the coaching is there. They still have some decent talent, but the injuries really just caught up with these teams. Now you get Nick Bosa back, uh, one of the best pass rushers in the league. They've got a very strong defense. They can run the ball. Uh, They've got Gallman coming in from the Giants, Raheem Mostert, Trey Sermon, a kid they drafted out of Ohio State, originally started at Oklahoma. So they've got some depth there, but who is going to be that quarterback? And he's going to have some weapons to throw to, too. George Kittle back, who missed some time with injury. Debo Samuel, Ayuk, Mohamed Sanu comes in as a free agent. So they've got some weapons there, and I've always liked Kyle Shanahan as a coach. I think he's a very innovative play caller and in terms of uh, coaching offense and really does a solid job with the team. So I'm not necessarily, even though I like the Rams, I'm not necessarily dead set against the 49ers, which is going to make it tough, I think, for Seattle and Arizona, even though their quality teams really stay in that division. All right, let's take a look at some longer shots. The Patriots at 30 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. The Cardinals, you just mentioned there out of the NFC West at 35 to 1. The Colts, your Indianapolis Colts, this price has increased a little bit up to 35 to 1. The Dolphins at 40 to 1. The Minnesota Vikings at 40 to 1. And the New Orleans Saints also at 40 to 1. And I can tell you, out of this category, I also have a bet on the Patriots to come out of the AFC. Uh, I expect a bounce back. You talk about a bounce back year for San Francisco. I expect one for New England as well. And I think, uh, you know, Bill Belichick is that type of guy who absolutely wants to prove that he can bounce back and he can get this done with somebody other than Tom Brady. And look at everybody that he's added in the offseason. Jonu Smith and Hunter Henry at tight end. He's gone back to that dual threat at tight end that he's been so successful with in the past. He gets a lot of players back that opted out. I believe they had more opt-outs than any other team last season. I think the defense will be good. The offensive line is good. I, I You know, you kind of mentioned with San Francisco, it's all about quarterback. What's going to happen there? It's kind of the same thing with New England, but, you know, I think uh, I think Cam Newton will be all right too, and this is another point that our friend uh, Las Vegas Chris made that, you know, I, I don't, would Belichick really come back and be gung-ho about this season if he didn't believe in Cam Newton or Mac Jones? So I, I think there's probably promise uh, at the quarterback position, and, and uh, a regression to the positive uh, for either of these quarterback situations, both in San Francisco and New England. So that would be my choice there as the as far as the longer shots, the New England Patriots. Yeah, and when you look at the Patriots, I actually am high on them too. I like them for their season wins. I may even be interested in AFC East futures, at least on this team, because if you look, Bill Belichick's got a little bit to prove, and don't think that he's not hearing all this criticism. I know he's very, you know, bland and direct and doesn't give you much in terms of, like, his press conference or his media availability. It's like, okay, we're on the Pittsburgh, you know, and he's very, very direct and blunt and to the point. But don't think he's not hearing all this stuff where it's like, oh, Tom Brady now won the Super Bowl. It's like Bill Belichick can't win without Tom Brady, which I think is 
absolutely ridiculous. And this is coming from an Indianapolis Colts partisan who no love lost between me and the New England Patriots, mind you. So as I kind of put them over here, I think the Patriots uh, uh, are going to be kind of that sleeper team. I, I hesitate to call them a sleeper. I think they're the number two choice really in that division. We're going to see what happens with the quarterback. I'm not necessarily ready to say, okay, Mac Jones needs to start week one because Cameron Newton did play against a lot of the number ones in that, you know, when you're playing against Chase Young, it's a lot different than Mac Jones playing against the number two and the number three defenders. Looking at that Pat schedule, Miami to open and then at the Jets, there's a possibility you get a 2-0 and start. You get New Orleans coming in and who knows where New Orleans is going to be with their situation. And then Tampa Bay, Tom Brady returns to Foxborough Stadium on October 3rd and then you go to, on the road to the Texans and then you get Dallas at home and the Jets at home. So the schedule shapes up early on for this team in the first seven weeks. If they're not minimum five and two, I think that's a big disappointment. And really, I don't think necessarily a six and one or a seven zero start is necessarily out of the question. I think the schedule is favorable for these guys. And then the other one I kind of was looking at with the long shots, I'm going to wait to do it on this team because I think this could be one of those seasons where they start one and four, one and five, and then maybe get hot in the back half of the schedule. And that's the Indianapolis Colts. Now we don't know when Wentz is going to come back, but you open with Seattle and you open with the LA Rams, an obvious Super Bowl contender, one of the front runners. Then you got to go to Tennessee. Then you got to go to Miami. Then you got to go to Baltimore. And that's three straight road games in three straight weeks in weeks three, four, and five. And then the schedule gets a little bit more manageable toward the middle. Still some tough games with Buffalo and Tampa Bay later on in the season, but Colts might be a team that start out sluggish, that that might be the point if you want to get in on this team, assuming obviously that Wentz's health is uh, relatively copacetic. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey, guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. we got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. 
Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, <laughs> hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I mean, like, like John Cena got him. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self, and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Yeah, those first three games are very difficult, whether they have Carson Wentz or not in Indianapolis. Those first three games are very tough. They host the Seahawks, they host the Rams, and then they go to Tennessee, a division game in the third game on the road with the division favorite, the Tennessee Titans. So, yeah, I mean, there's a chance they could be 0-3, and and then they go on the road again. They go on the road actually three straight weeks at the Dolphins the following week and then at the Ravens. You could make a case that they could be 0-5. Uh, But I think you make a good point there from a betting perspective that let's wait and see what they do those first four or five games because you could end up getting a really big price on the Indianapolis Colts. What about uh, the longest of the long shots, Wes? The Washington football team at 40 to 1, the Broncos at 50 to 1, the Steelers at 50 to 1, the Chicago Bears at 66 to 1, the Falcons at 80 to 1, and then the Carolina Panthers also at 80 to 1. I know you and I uh, have uh, high hopes for the Carolina Panthers. I actually took a play with them at 52 to 1 to win the NFC. And, you know, all these bets that we're making to win the conference, the Super Bowl, uh, you just hope to have an opportunity for a nice situation to put yourself in when we get to this time of the season. We're not necessarily saying this team's going to win the Super Bowl, but hopefully you've got a position where you have some opportunities to hedge or what have you and guarantee yourself a profit. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm high on the Panthers. I took them for season wins over, but one that may be starting to appeal, and I don't like to judge on a preseason game, and I am not here necessarily. The Denver Broncos, they may have something. We know that defense is going to be really good, and they're going to absolutely pressure and be nightmare for other teams' quarterbacks with Bradley Chubb and Vaughn Miller and others respectively, but this is a team that can run the ball. Now, can Drew Locke take control of that job. I thought he did a made a nice first step yesterday with that effort against the Minnesota Vikings in Minneapolis, but can Drew Locke, I don't think he has to be necessarily great, but can he just be serviceable? Can he be maybe slightly above serviceable and just be a little bit better and okay? This Denver team, I've always liked their defense. I know people are kind of liking the Chargers maybe as the dark horse in the West, but I think it's the Denver Broncos. Very good. Yeah, they did look good in their first preseason game and uh, a little bit of a dual threat at quarterback there for Denver as well. Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke. We'll see who gets the starting nod. They both look pretty good in their preseason debut on Saturday. We'll come back in just a moment. It's the Green Zone presented by BetMGM on VSIN, the sports betting network.
Welcome back into the Green Zone presented by BetMGM. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you. I am live from the Mandalay Bay Race and Sportsbook. Wes Reynolds is in downtown Las Vegas at the Circa Resort and Casino. And the VEASAN Bet Center crew will slide in here in about 35 minutes from now to the desk there at the VEASAN studio inside Circa. And they'll take you for the next three hours here on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Let's take a look at the baseball scoreboard, Wes. The Tampa Bay Rays in Minnesota Twins still tied at four. Minnesota was able to keep Tampa Bay from scoring any further runs. They came back to tie it at four apiece. Now we're all the way to the top of the ninth inning, still locked at four. This is a huge game for the Tampa Bay Rays and also the Boston Red Sox and the New York Yankees. Tampa Bay entered the day with a four-game lead over Boston in the American League East. Currently, again, tied at four apiece, and Tampa Bay is batting in the top of the ninth inning. The New York Yankees are leading the Chicago White Sox, 3-1 to one in the top of the ninth inning. And you talk about the Dodgers, West getting healthy and not being able to put all their pieces of the puzzle together. It's that way for the New York Yankees, it seems, as well, both COVID situations mm-hmm. and injury and what have you. But, uh, you know, through all of this, it, it seems like it's so feast or famine for the New York Yankees. They lose a heartbreaker in the Field of Dreams game. They lose a real ugly game to the Kansas City Royals last week, a game in which they committed four errors, but all the while they're they're on one of the hottest streaks they've been on all season over the last 25 games or so. They've won about 18 of them, so this team is actually playing well. It just doesn't always look so pretty. Yeah, and Nestor Cortez, a big outing today. Six innings. Did give up seven hits, but only one earned run. Struck out seven against just one walk, so look, you're starting to get guys step up. Tyone was very solid yesterday, even though he didn't get the win. Yankees won an extra innings. They're trying to take two or three from the White Sox. White Sox won that Field of Dreams game on Thursday, but Yankees trying to get two here on the south side at Guaranteed Rate Field. And you're right, Brady, when you look at this Yankees team, Labor Torres on the injured list with the thumb. Obviously, Anthony Rizzo, who they just acquired in quarantine. Gary Sanchez in quarantine. Also, Jordan Montgomery and Garrett Cole. Gio Urshela has been battling the hamstring. Roldis Chapman with the elbow injury. So, it's like the Yankees. It's kind of like this is the go time for them. But they haven't been able to keep everybody healthy. And they hadn't really been healthy all year. They've had Kluber out for forever. Severino still not back. Miguel Andahar has been out. So, they've had had a lot of injuries and a lot of COVID issues and whatnot, but they just kind of keep hanging in there right now. 64 and 52, a win here is going to get them to the 13th game over 500 at 65 and 52. That they're still well back of obviously the Rays in the East, and the Rays would need to collapse. But all of a sudden, uh, Yankees, Boston, because they kind of came back to earth, even though got right with Baltimore drawing them at the right time. And as Tim Neffert said, the right time is between April and October to get the Baltimore Orioles. Really, any time is the right time to play those guys, unfortunately, for those in uh, Charm City there. But All of a sudden, you're seeing the Yankees now. They've kind of been let back in the race with Boston struggling. So this team definitely not out of it. I think, uh, you know, still perhaps some value if you want to bet them to uh, win the AL pennant. They're certainly not the the favorite. I think Houston and, and those other teams, Tampa Bay, Oakland, still a little bit ahead of the Yankees. But they're not out of it. And maybe they're going to come together at the right time here in about the last month, month and a half. 
Yeah, I believe the Houston Astros are the favorite, a little less than plus 250, I believe. I actually have a ticket on them at plus 350 to win the American League pennant. And right behind them, I believe, are the Chicago White Sox as the second choice. And it looks like uh, one of the Yankees might have just went yard. Uh, it was Luke Voigt. run, make who, it to Another guy Luke who has Voigt. stepped up because it was like he was going to be the odd man out and get run out of town once they got Anthony Rizzo because it's like we need to get Rizzo and Gallo because Brian Cashman and the Yankees finally figured out, hey, left-handed bats really go well in Yankee Stadium with that short right field port. So <laughs> they brought them in. Uh, Luke Voigt, of course, uh, the first baseman. He's a right-hander. Rizzo also is the normal first baseman now, or certainly the starter. But it looked like Luke Voigt had been falling out of favor, but he's been hitting the ball, and he just mastered a two-run shot that likely busted this open for the pinstripes. Five to one now your score. They are leading the Chicago White Sox. That ball game is in the top of the ninth inning, and the Yankees aren't done yet. Tampa Bay and Minnesota still tied at four apiece. The San Francisco Giants leading the Colorado Rockies three to nothing, and it looks like they're in a delay right now reviewing a ball that was possibly a home run by the San Francisco Giants. They've gone to commercial, I believe, as they look over that replay to see if that ball got out of the park or not. But currently showing three to nothing on the scoreboard, the Giants leading the Colorado Rockies and Houston leading the Los Angeles Angels one to nothing. That game is currently in the fourth inning, in the fifth inning, make it bottom of the fifth inning in Los Angeles. We'll come back and talk about that one more on the other side as the green zone continues here on VSIN. Perfect time for you to huddle up with the VSIN Pro Football Betting Guide. Our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. The guide is only 20 bucks, and discounts are available when you buy both the NFL and the College Football Betting Guide. Reserve your copy or sign up for the VSIN All Access subscription and get everything we offer for the entire football season. Sign up right now at vsin.com slash subscribe. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you inside the green zone presented by BetMGM. And it's a final in Minnesota, Wes. The Minnesota Twins walk off the Tampa Bay Rays, ending that game in a 5-4 victory for the Minnesota Twins. They were leading 4 nothing at one point. Tampa Bay came all the way back to tie it. And Minnesota just moments ago walks it off 5-4, to your final. And that will make the Yankees and the Red Sox very happy. The Yankees trying to finish off the Chicago White Sox. They're currently leading. 5-1 to one in the top of the ninth inning. The Boston Red Sox won earlier today, beating the Baltimore Orioles 6-2. to two. So, right now, Tampa Bay's lead in the American League East shrinks to just three games over the Red Sox. And if the Yankees can hold, uh, can hold on here, which it looks like they should, with a four-run margin in the top of the ninth inning, they will be just six games back in the division. 
and a half. And of course, we mentioned before the break, Luke Voigt with the two-run shot. Still a runner on. Just one out in the top of the ninth. Obviously, some insurance runs for the pinstripers. And look, the the closer situation has not been great necessarily because Chapman's still out uh, with, the, with the elbow injury. And also, uh, Zach Britton has been filling in. They've been going with Loisiga. Uh, so they've had a lot of changes, but something just came across. Garrett Cole, by the way, is going to come off that COVID uh, list. So he is going to get the start for the New York Yankees tomorrow. So as many healthy bodies as you can get back for the Yankees, you will certainly welcome that. But they've been doing pretty well without him because you're getting guys like Luke Voigt step up. Nestor Cortez, a very nice outing, seven strikeouts, going six strong today and only giving up one earned run. So if you get these guys step up a little bit and they keep you in the race, they're not going to be out of it because I think eventually once they get Rizzo and Gallo kind of playing in that same time, I mentioned about finally getting left-handed bats, which they had not done. And and you got to have good left-handed bats when you play in Yankee Stadium 81 times out of 162 times a year. So, you know, New York may be starting to figure it out. Red Sox have obviously come back to earth, even though they had a very good series against Baltimore. But it doesn't seem like... Uh, like the like everything is so far from the New York Yankees right now. It doesn't seem like they're all that far away, even though Tampa Bay still has a five-and-a-half game lead over them. But you wonder when, uh, when their pitching uh, is going to regress or if it's going to catch up to them a little bit. So ALE is still very much in play. Over in the NL West, the San Francisco Giants leading the Colorado Rockies 3 to nothing. top of the sixth inning there at Oracle. Your in-game total has adjusted to 5.5. The Giants minus 2,000 on the money line in the live wagering here. Again, top of the sixth inning, and they're shutting out Colorado 3 to nothing. The Houston Astros also shutting out the Los Angeles Angels down in Southern California 1 to nothing in the bottom of the fifth inning. And this is big here, West because earlier today, the Oakland A's dropped another game to the Texas Rangers. And if Houston can hang on today against the Angels, that will bump their lead back up to, in the American League West to three and a half games. And you spoke about it earlier. If you're the Oakland A's, as hot as they've been, they can't lose two out of three to the Texas Rangers. Right. And also, if you're the Houston Astros and you hit lefties so well, you and the White Sox pretty much been the best two teams against left-handed pitching all season. And you're only up one nothing on Reed Detmers. Now, the Angels did get a little bit of money here in terms of the opener, and then the Astros got some late bets probably in some parlays, close 185 at BetMGM, plus 155 on the take back for the Angels, but only a one nothing lead through the fifth inning. Now going into the bottom of the fifth, only two hits allowed by Lance McCullers, so he's been very good today. 75 pitches in five innings and has struck out seven, but Detmers kind of hanging in there, getting out of some jams. He has not really done so so far this season with the 10 uh, and a half ERA and a little bit about over six on the XFIP. So still not that great, but Lance McCullers having to carry these Astros today because they only have one run and three hits off Detmers. Wes, you were talking about the uh, Toronto Blue Jays and the Seattle Mariners. Both are locked in that wild card race in the American League, and they are tied with one another at five games out of that wild card spot. They are currently playing each other in the Pacific Northwest, and Seattle has hung on. It's been a good series so far between these two teams that will just not quit, and Seattle's taken the first two of this series, but Toronto out in front in the series finale, 5-1 to one right now. 
now, and they would get to within seven and a half games of the division lead in the American League West. As I mentioned, currently five games back in the wild card. What are your thoughts about Toronto? Do they still have a shot in your mind? They still do, but I still think it's a small shot. And I kind of go back to the constant refrain I've been talking about with the Toronto Blue Jays. I think that they're a 2022 team and not a 2021 team. And when you're in that division in the AL East, when you're in there with the Rays and you're in there with the Red Sox and the Yankees, it's just so hard to make up ground. And that's why you can't be dropping games to Seattle. And they've dropped two of the first three. And Seattle, credit to them, they've been playing a little bit better. Remember, we were talking about that run differential, Brady. And they were like at about 56 or minus 57 runs. Now just down coming into today at minus 42. Seattle sometimes gets it done, whether it's smoke and mirrors or whatever it is. They're winning and they're eight games above 500, which I don't think a lot of people expected. Seattle's got a decent little farm system. So this could be a team on the rise to look for. I still don't think they're going to have enough in the wild card race. Eventually, they're just going to run out of games and probably fade a little bit. Toronto, I still think will stay consistent they'll still win a game total in the high 80s, but I still just don't think they have enough. I think they need one more year, and I think next year maybe you're going to see the best out of the Blue Jays. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, obviously they're competing against Tampa Bay, Boston, and the New York Yankees, and it feels like all of those teams have a little bit more, whether it's offensively, pitching, what have you. Uh, I'm with you. Uh, The Toronto Blue Jays, certainly a team to lock out for next year, the 2022 Toronto Blue Jays edition. The San Diego Padres are tied with the Arizona Diamondbacks, one apiece in the bottom of the fourth inning down in the other desert. And Wes, this game is intriguing for you and your Cincinnati Reds, who won earlier today against the Philadelphia Phillies. If the San Diego Padres go on to be swept here by the Arizona Diamondbacks, your Reds will be just a game and a half out of the wildcard race in the National League. And we did mention earlier, Brady, you Darvish going to the injured list. That from uh, Kevin Acey of the San Diego Union Tribune. So now they're talking to some free agent pitchers for starting spots, including the recently released Jake Arrieta from Chicago. All right, we will wrap up the program here with the final segment coming up on the other side. It is the Green Zone presented by BetMGM on VSIN, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. heats up, so does the sports betting action at BetMGM. Sign up now using the bonus code VEASAN1000 and get your first wager risk-free up to $1,000. Place your bets on all the exciting showdowns in Major League Baseball, Major League Soccer, and more sports from around the globe. And when you register for BetMGM, you'll also get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, player props, and daily boosted odds specials from breathtaking goals to colossal home runs. The king of sportsbooks takes every play to a new level of excitement. Simply download the BetMGM app today or go to BetMGM.com and enter the bonus code VEASAN1000 to get back up to $1,000 on your very first wager. It's a new customer offer, paid in free bets. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. You must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The promotional offer is not available in Nevada. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you inside the green zone brought to you by BetMGM. And coming up next, it is the VEASAN Bet Center. Ben Wilson, Greg Peterson, and Josh Towers with you, Wes. And I didn't know that this act uh, was going to be showing up there pretty soon, but it's JGB, the Jerry Garcia band, coming in there for the Bet Center next. Absolutely. Uh, and we saw some good music last night, Brady, albeit only 15 minutes. <laughs> uh, we were, of course, at the preseason open. Opener of Legion Stadium, first game with fans there with the Las Vegas Raiders. And we had a member of Raider Nation and longtime Raiders fan, also plays many shows here in Las Vegas at the House of Blues at Mandalay Bay. Of course, a bet MGM property, and that would be Carlos Santana and his band played for about 15 minutes. I was kind of like, I kind of want to keep this going a little bit. I want the full show, but I'll have a chance to go see that at the House of Blues. So uh, we got some good music. Only in Las Vegas, Brady, will you get a Hall of Fame act like Santana? Santana to be the halftime entertainment for a preseason game.
Yeah, that was very exciting. And, of course, he appeared there on the video screen where we could see him. Uh, played a couple songs, I want to say, but it, it was awesome. We so, didn't hear uh, Black Carlos Magic Santana. Woman, so I was a little bit disappointed. I wanted to hear some Black Jet Magic Woman and some Evil Ways. We did not get that, but yet we got something. Uh, and uh, speaking of some magic, Fernando Tatis and his uh, appearance back in when we were saying, okay, maybe he's out of sight, out of mind for the NL MVP, another home run in his return for Fernando Tatis, so Padres have been in a little bit of trouble in terms of the uh, pitching, but Fernando Tartis getting it done and not a moment too soon because you Darvish, we mentioned, went on the injured list. So now the Padres, according to Kevin AC there of the San Diego Union Tribune, their beat reporter, talking to some free agents. Jake Arrieta is a guy I mentioned going into the break, just released from Chicago. So desperate times in San Diego from that starting rotation. But nevertheless, Fernando Tatis keeping him in both solo shots a day two one lead over the D-backs. Yeah, what a return for Fernando Tatis Jr. And if you're holding an MVP ticket on him, you like to see him return in a big way like that. Uh, I believe one of the most exciting players, if not the most exciting player in baseball. And, you know, Wes, some people talk about his gallivanting and showmanship. It never comes off as egotistic. Or it, it never comes off as offensive to me. It doesn't feel like trash talk and, and uh, you know, it, it feels amicable and, and, and exciting. And I think it looks Looks like he's having fun. I don't think he's trying to show anybody up or embarrass anybody. I like the way he goes about his stuff. I do too. And look, he's basically playing on one and a half shoulders right now because I don't know if that shoulder is 100% that he's returning from. But I think it's good. Some guy that has panache and some personality. You don't like it. Strike the guy out or, or make him or make him get himself out. But they have not done that so far today. Certainly Zach Gowan of Arizona has not. A double and also two solo shots. Three for three for Fernando Tatis. The New York Yankees trying to finish off the Chicago White Sox. We've gone to the bottom half of the ninth inning now. Chicago at bat, trailing New York 5-1. to one. San Francisco still up on Colorado, 3 to nothing there in San Francisco. Bottom of the sixth inning there. Your adjusted in-game total is at 5.5, and, and the Giants have gone to minus 3,000 on the money line in the live market. The Los Angeles Angels tie it up with the Houston Astros, one, to, uh, one apiece now in Los Angeles, the Astros and the Angels and the Houston Astros remain a favorite in the in-game wagering at minus 165. Your in-game total has adjusted to six. This one currently in the top of the sixth inning with Houston at the plate again in a 1-1 tie with the Angels. And Wes mentioned San Diego goes up on Arizona 2-1 and the Toronto Blue Jays add a run now 6-1. They lead the Seattle Mariners in the top of the fifth inning. No live line up on that one currently. Wes, I wanted to talk about next week's uh, NFL preseason. We go to week number two, and on Thursday we will have one game between the New England Patriots and the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm not seeing a lineup on this game just yet, and that's probably because the odds makers we don't know the information, who might start at quarterback, who might not be playing. I'm not seeing a number on this game. The Philadelphia Eagles will be hosting the New England Patriots from Philadelphia. Of course, Nick Sirianni you're familiar with him and the Indianapolis Colts uh, as a part of his career before he was made head coach in Philadelphia. It did not go so well for Sirianni and the Eagles in their preseason opener this weekend. It did go pretty well for the New England Patriots, who got a win on Thursday over the Washington football team. What do you expect out of this game? What would you say? I mean, I guess 
it's hard to guess what the point spread would be at this point because, like I said, we really don't have information on what's going to shake down as far as the starting lineup. But what kind of effort do you expect in round two for the Patriots? Do you think we're going to see more of the starters with only three preseason games this year? How do you think both teams will handle that? Yeah, Brady, I would think that this week, because usually that last week is not the dress rehearsal game. If there is, in fact, a dress rehearsal game with only three preseason games, there's usually four, as you mentioned. So so usually that's when they play the starters, at, you know, for predominantly the first half or at least several series. So you would think that it might be this week and not the weekend of August 28th, which is right before the season. And that's kind of where you get your backup some run, give them a showcase. Some of them are obviously going to be cut. The cuts, by the way, on Tuesday, they get down to 80 players. And then they have the big cut, obviously, where they get down to 53 for the regular season. So that third week is usually maybe to decide your last guy or two that's going to make the roster because by and large and we watch hard knocks uh, on HBO and all this stuff with the preseason and you always have that story of that undrafted free agent trying to make the ball club usually when you have a 53 man roster probably 48 to 50 of the spots are decided and then you're looking for guys maybe you're third your last defensive back if you carry about eight or nine on the roster or a last running back or something that's going to predominantly play special teams so that's basically what you're looking at here I would expect Newton is at least going to get something being that he played uh, in week one or week one of the preseason rather against the Washington football team but he's going to be against the number ones and that's why I didn't really downgrade him too much off that performance because look he had to throw a lot of screens and a lot of quick slants because you have Chase Young there on that other side for the Washington football team so Mac Jones did not necessarily have to face Chase Young but I thought Mac was very impressive he had a couple really good throws now he led a receiver a little bit too far but that's just first game jitters you know the guys amped up it's like oh man this is my first NFL game even though it's preseason and you know hung a pass uh, didn't turn it over but you know led his receiver a couple times so that's basically what you're going to get in these preseason games lines will be coming out slowly as we kind of know what these quarterback rotations are going to be. How about the uh, running game for the New England Patriots? You and I were talking earlier. We both kind of like this team's chances, whether it's win the division, win the conference, win the Super Bowl, what have you. We think they're going to bounce back this year. But that running game, uh, the backfield for New England, all the way down to Stevenson, who had, I believe, a 91-yard run or something like that late in the game uh, for New England to cover that spread. And, And did you see, you know, Bill Belichick and his assistant coach looked like the running backs coach there for New England. Uh, he was jumping up and down on the sidelines. I don't know if he wanted uh, the running back Stevenson to stop and take a knee and, and kill the clock. I, I don't know if he was upset with him running that touchdown in. Did you? Were you able to gather what was going well, on there? I didn't really see anything on that. I'm guessing that the hoodie did not bet the middle on the total because that touchdown, of course, made it fall <laughs> into the middle. The over on the opener and then the closer, once it moves five or so points, usually it's not the worst idea in the world to fade that move, and it certainly fell into that spot. It looked like we were going to have a tie game, but that two-point conversion for Washington ruled no good. So they kick it deep because a reminder what I will say again, and we talked about that earlier because we almost had the possibility of it in Indianapolis between Carolina and the Colts. 
no overtime in the preseason. So, you know, usually, and usually in the preseason, if there's a chance at overtime, teams go for two. But they've been a couple games where it's been close. So if it's if it goes past the 60 minutes and they're tied, it doesn't go past the 60 minutes. It ends in regulation, and they just count a tie. This is not like the regular season. They change that, obviously, because, you know, teams don't want to go for overtime, and they don't want to play any more of these preseason games than they have to. So maybe uh, maybe Bill was a little bit upset he didn't get his middle on the total and wanted uh, uh, the kid to go Westbrook <laughs> and kind of fall down. And uh, I think he was the first guy I remember doing that in an NFL game or Todd Gurley. That happens a couple times every regular season, Brady, where it's like, okay, you're trying to run out the clock, don't score. You know, just go ahead and fall down or, or take a knee or something like that. But when you got a kid like Stevenson that's trying to make a ball club and get a check and wanting to be a member of that 53-man roster in Foxborough, he's going to go ahead and score. So maybe Bill wasn't too mad at him. Maybe uh, cooler heads prevailed, and he's like, well, the kid's trying to make an impression. Yeah, it was really uh, more the assistant coach that – and Belichick really didn't seem to react too much at all. I, I, I never really found out what the issue was, uh, what they were wanting uh, the kid to do there. But certainly an exciting moment for him, and that wasn't the only good play he made. He really had a couple of good plays down the stretch as New England was closing out that game earlier this week in their win over the Washington football team. They will be back after it this Thursday against the Philadelphia Eagles. That'll kick off preseason week number two. That's going to do it for us here inside the Green Zone, presented by BetMGM, Wes Reynolds, and Brady Cannon wrapping up a Sunday for you. Next up, it is the Jerry Garcia Band, JGB, Josh, Greg, and Ben for the VEASAN Bet Center right here on the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? 
Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.